sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Woo! February 15th, we are here. Had a little slow morning this morning. We have an outdoor porta potty. Okay, that's what happens when you wake up and you end up with ankle feet deep of water in the house. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, fortunately, we have an outdoor shower. We've got an outdoor. T- we have everything. Dominique informed me since I'm not a camper girl after what I have to to uh, I had to go through this morning. She goes, you know something? This is just a whole preemptive thing. You are ready for camping. And I'm like, I think not. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. I'm not a camper girl. Know what I like? I like not room service. <laughs> this is what I like. The knocking at the door. Room service. That's the kind of person. If you just I want to make a quick plug for your earthquake supplies. We made use of our quick porta potty on a bucket. That's right. And if Anthony's still in the house, I owe that all to Anthony. Okay, Rodriguez. There he is, my boy Anthony's on online here. Thank you so much, Anthony. We we broke into that uh, earthquake kit. I had I used everything, and I actually had a sneaky candy bar in there, a Kit Kat. And I needed a Kit Kat with the morning that I had, okay? <laughs> Just saying. There's no little Kit Kat action, okay? That's all I had. All right, this is Erica Salda. Thank you. You're the tuned in at 1290 AM or 96.9 FM. And uh, I checked this morning. We had an uptick of almost 900%. So I owe that all to uh, Dr. D. He's been throwing us all the other... Uh, Podcasts, podcasts, and everything. And one day, it's like three hundred and sixty people listened. And I think you know some, and that's not even from this country. So that's what's exciting. We have new ones. We got new uh, kids in the house. DP Charger Matthew Weitzel is here. Yeah, hey, Matthew. Very excited. And our ladies, I know they're really busy, but I got to give a little shout out to Clara McDonald. She's been smoking in basketball. Smoking, smoking. That's at uh, Des Pueblo. Yep. Uh, Bishop, Bishop Diego. Diego. Yeah, she was Athlete of the Week uh, a week ago or so. And I hope she'd be on today, but not. So we got to do something for Bishop. Woo. Anytime our, our athletes become Athlete of the Week, Shakir, we always try to do a little extra special. Just saying, okay? Athlete of the Week and nothing less. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> so you're going to be there. Because I know you've had an honorable mention, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> of course, uh, yes, I have. <laughs> That's right. I, I would have got like the main thing, but like there's other things, like other sports who like took priority because they weren't right, right. So like I, you know. Yeah. I remember my son Joe and John both were honorable or mentioned or whatever like that, and they they um what do they call it now? Got it been out of baseball, right? When hit the you know you got a home run, double, single, triple, whatever they hit the circle or whatever like that. And I'm like, oh, that's a slam dunk. And then somebody broke some, you know, national cross-country record, which is cross-country is a sport. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's a good sport, too. But that's who we lost to, cross-country. And what's really funny about that is I've made fun of cross-country many a time. Should not have done that. And this is karmically how it came back to me and spanked me. Okay? Aha! Uh-huh. Making fun of cross-country, huh? Smack! That's what happened. Um, let's do this. Um... Let's do some uh, sports recap. We're going to start off with DP Charger, Matthew Weitzel. Talk to me, Matthew. All right. Uh, Girls basketball has been crushing it. With their game last Saturday, they solidified the channel league title with a 19-3 record. This is somewhat of a historic feat as it is the first 
the Channel League title they've won since the founding of the school. Um, yeah. And uh, thanks to the leadership of Coach Sherman and veteran player Lily Myers and the efforts of all the amazing players, uh, it made it possible. Um, and now onto the boys' soccer. On Friday, they won 2-0. Uh, both goals from Finn Silver, who was assisted both times by Andy Duran Montalvo. Sweet! Those are the two big things. Now, volleyball, I know you're in the hunt and the running. Yeah. Have you heard anything yet? Um, yes, we have. We just got done with tryouts. I unfortunately could not go to half of them because I got COVID um, oh. during the second half of tryouts. Um, so, but we have practice tonight um, and I'm really excited for the season to start. Nice. And how was your COVID experience? Was it just fatigue or were you really sick or how'd that go? If you um, I, I was, I was, I was pretty fine. I think I was, um, I felt bad for about two days and then the rest of like the six days I was basically asymptomatic and felt fine, but I still had COVID so I couldn't really go anywhere. Right. But, um, yeah. Well, we're really glad that you're feeling well now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for uh, being the face for Dos Pueblos High School. Really appreciate you. Looking forward to the future. Yeah. Um, and your visits. All right. Yes. Thank you, Matthew, so very much. much. All right. Next up. All right. The long awaited. We missed you the last couple of weeks. Shakir Ahmad, San Marcos High School. Uh, hello, I got you with the World Recap. I'm Shaq on the air, and the regular season for winter sports has come to a close, and San Marcos has done extremely well. Um, I believe I already mentioned how wrestling won league previously, but so has girls water polo, boys soccer, and boys basketball. Uh, girls soccer and girls basketball in second place, so everyone did pretty well. Uh, but let me start with girls water polo. They have their first round of CIF in the open division, uh, and I'm pretty sure they won league multiple times in a row. Uh, boys soccer, they've won league twice back to back now. And boys basketball are now three time league champions in a row. Wow. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, girls soccer play second in league, as I mentioned, as well as girls basketball. But I want to mention about girls basketball. They beat SB for the first time in 14 years. Wow. Uh, and then they beat him again at SB. So they wow. after not being a for 14 years so shout out to them yeah uh, for athletes of the week uh ava striker from girls water polo was last week mcdonald's athlete of the week and ellie munson was this week's mcdonald's athlete of the week and from the round table aiden mandel from boys basketball was athlete of the week last week and this week ariel, ariel plored from girls basketball and justin hess from boys soccer were both chosen so we have a bunch of athletes represented from san marcos this week Nice. Oh, hey, smoking. Thank you, Woo! guys. So appreciate your, the love that you're giving and hang in there. Okay, just mm -hmm. hang in there. The next couple of months, I'm th I, I just I, I look at this whole situation. It's going to be like a dead cat bounce. We had all this, and then I just think it's going to be smooth sailing for the next 30, 45 days, right? That'll be fine. That's what I'm putting out there. That's what I'm putting out I don't know, but that's what I'm putting out there. All right, let's take a little break. We've got Dr. Amy Salzman, Don Sanders, Christine Maria, producer Richard Dugan. And first up, after these messages, longtime friend, I, I'm going to let her tell her story again. Reda Slay, been with us since the show started in 2010, right after these messages. Keep it on, and 
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. This is Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen, in the house right now, longtime friend, Retta Slay. Retta! Hey there, Erica. Good to see everyone. Yeah. So, I, what I'd like you to do, because some of us here in the... Um, in the house, uh, probably Dr. Amy, uh, Christine Marie, maybe even Don Sanders. Um, they don't know you as well as I do. And what I wanted you to do is start off by saying basically how we met and then your your life. I, I want to call what you've done and everything you've started and founded here in Santa Barbara. It's a ministry. And um, I, I so appreciate you and your program. Yeah, it's ministry from your heart, most definitely. So take it away. Well, I would just say for the love of mothers, we make the world go. But, um, uh, you know, I moved to Santa Barbara with our, well, my second son wasn't born, but we moved here in 1994. And uh, when the second, I have two boys, they're both fabulous. Um, When Keaton came along, we, you know, I did not do testing, but we had, he was born with Down syndrome. And it's like, well, okay, Lord. What do I, I can love him, but you show me what to do. And this young man has taught me so much. Um, just to give you an example of where my life changed was uh, he was about eight years old. And what our whole family would go skiing and we take the older kids up. They'd all snowboard or do whatever. But it was kind of a break weekend. If it was winter, we were in the mountains. And um, Keaton wanted to ski. And um I kept steering him. We'd bring, you know, he'd be in the daycare. I'd tell him, well, wait, honey, just wait. Afterwards, we'll go tubing. We'll go sledding. And one day he left the lodge with the big kids. He just got up out the table. He grabbed one ski and one pole and off he was going out the door as fast as he could to get away from me. And so I, honey, is that really what you want? You really want to learn? He said, yes, mom. And by the time, the end of that season, he was skiing down a 9,000-foot mountain. Wow. This is my eight-year-old with Down syndrome taking the gondola up and skiing down the mountain with his instructor. And I said, you know, there are no limits, no absolute, no limits on any individual. Let them be an individual. Find where they shine and support them. So that's one story. That shows you, I mean, that was a turning point in my life. And I don't have an athletic bone in my body. I, I just grew up with a sister and we were kind of not girly girls, but we just didn't play sports. We didn't have those opportunities uh, in those years that I grew up. So Keaton came to me when he was about eight, about that same time, seven or not. He wanted to play baseball. And it was one of the another mom moment where I just would not and could not look him in the eye and say, honey, they don't let kids like you play. But I knew that there wasn't a program. So I called all over the county, up and down to all the places that you think may have a program, and they didn't. So with Keaton and I, we made a couple calls. We helped start the Challenger Division of Dos Pueblos Little League. And that grew to be countywide. A program got started in Ventura, in Carpinteria, and we were even moving up into Lompoc. So these kids had teams. And our, I just appreciate so much that we're living in an age with there can't, I mean, all community programs need to be inclusive of everyone. And we had a little bit 
challenge with this. Um, we grew the program at Dos Pueblos to be about 80 strong, 80 kids with special needs. We're participating on four fields. At some point, I, I had to back off for a few years, and um, they've now limited the program to age 14. Thus, I have a 25-year-old beautiful boy with Down syndrome that wants to play baseball and his friends. So we're starting our Central Coast um, AA baseball program. It's going to start up at the end of February with just a, a few weeks of spring training. And then we're going to go right into opening day on March 12th. So the AA stand, AA stands for Athletic, you know, Adaptive Athletics. Wow. So it's an athletic baseball league. And we are excited and we're recruiting players, volunteers, and needing to raise money for a whole new league. Wow. I love it. And we're here to help and support you 150% ready. You know that. Esports Radio has been with you since the beginning. Since T you you were the first nonprofit that we signed on as partners. And what I want to do is with this new um, AA program you have, you're going to give uh, Dr. D a call because we're on AM now and FM. And we're going to get the word out there because for what's the, I mean, the minimum, $150, what, what, what does that do for $150? Oh, we've got this thing broken down where, it, I mean, anybody can participate. So that's a game day sponsor. We're going to have 13 weeks of play. I need 13 sponsors. I have one. I, I tackled my insurance man uh, said he needed to start this up. So we have, we have two. We have two. Don't forget. You got sponsors. Okay. That'll take care of all the field rental and everything that we're committed to for that day. $150. And that's going to give you, you get some perks with the game day sponsor. Um, you're going to receive, um, you get to um, come out and do the first pit. So if you don't want to do the first pitch at that game that you sign up for, you can assign that to someone else. You get exclusive bleacher seating and bottled water in a snack basket for you and your guests. Oh, that's so great. great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. getting, I want the snack basket. <laughs> well, you can tell me your snack. We'll make sure there's Kit Kats in there. Kit Kat! Kit Kat, baby! No, no, no. Gluten-free. Stop. Gluten-free, no sugar. Uh, hey. <laughs> Where Dr. Amy was, man, I chopped on that Kit Kat right behind her. I hid in the bushes. <laughs> okay, well, we usually have pom poms at our baseball games. Now I want a pom pom too. <laughs> so we do have a whole sponsor package and amenity list. Um, we start with a player sponsor of seventy five dollars, and that will pay for a uniform for a player and their end-of-season awards ceremony trophy. Um, the game day sponsor, a team sponsor, $500 that will outfit a team of 10 with their uniform cap and socks. And you're going to get some perks like a um, display banner for your business or family name, an introduction out on the team um, at the team uh, each game opening of the game you're at. The league sponsor, that's grand $2,500, and that will take care of all the needs we have for the season. So, and just appreciate the community's help in any possible way. Well, we're gonna get that done for you, Retta, and you're gonna be hooking up with Dr. D. We're gonna roll out some new commercials for you. Does everybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? I got a question for you though. You know, the, the I know that there's a huge support group for families with special needs kids. Do you have um, that in place as well? That's still growing and booming and all that, Retta? 
Oh, we're pretty well connected. We're pretty well connected and things like these happen. Um, we started years ago under the umbrella of um, Santa Barbara Special Needs After Programs, which is just a platform to bring everyone together. So a parent like myself um, and other community leaders, if they want to know what's going on for kids in the area, it can be a community like a bulletin board. You can find anything and everyone there. And I try to send out blasts. If people want to sign up on my list, I send out a periodic uh, list of current activities, things coming up, and ways you can contact and get involved. So right. help. We like our kids to stay active. Right. Well, you know, T-Sports Radio, Community Hour, and we support all athletes. And we, we do believe in inclusion. And the reason is, is because I just think it's touching. You know, when, when we get these kids or we get them together, 5, 10, 15 years old, I love it. You need to share. Okay. And you need to share and you need to care. And it really touched me and I know it touched my boys and I know it helped me frame my boys and I'm really proud of both of them. And it's because of the experiences that they got to share with the challenger organization. And I love you for it. And I love Keaton, Dominique and I were at his graduation uh, from college. Oh, one of the most touching. The best graduation I've ever been to in my whole life. Wow. Okay. It was awesome. So anyway, so lots of love to you, Retta. We've got to um, take a short little break. And right okay. after these messages, we've got Christine Marie. Before we break, yeah. Retta, can you give your either email address or oh, contact sorry. information? Okay. So if uh, personal, redisplay at gmail.com, uh, program info at sbsnap.org. Um, contact Erica. She'll give you a number if she wants to give you my number. Uh, but I'd love to hear from people. Equipment. We have no equipment. We need everything. Everything, everything. And I'm planning to be out on the field with the kids on February 26th. Cabrillo Ballpark. They uh, will be down there all but two weeks. We'll find another away game place. And uh, the community is welcome to come out. It'll be Saturdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Cabrillo Ballpark starting February 26th. And we'll get information now. Beautiful. Ready? Stick okay. around. We've got a lot more after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. And actually, the view from the deck I'm I'm working on with uh, Teen Sports Radio is um, looking at this book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Detmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee warner Klemp. Uh, the seventh commitment this for this show is called Generating Appreciation. And it's talking about, so there's, you know, I, I, um, in each commitment, there's about a commitment to being above the line or below the line here. And this commitment, the above the line commitment, the affirmation that we would that one would make is I commit to living in appreciation, fully opening to both receiving and giving appreciation. Now, the below the line is I commit to feeling entitled to what's mine, resenting when it's not acknowledged in the way I want. 
So this above the line, living in appreciation, fully opening to both receiving and giving appreciation is really such a powerful uh, perspective to take. I, I think one of my favorite quotes from the book actually um, talks about when something appreciates, it grows in values. And someone who lives this commitment has the intention of their relations, circumstances, and experiences become more valuable, has that experience. And I have to say, the more I appreciate, the more I have to appreciate. Um, and I wanted to just, if I could, just tell a little story of, uh, in, in my past, I've been one of these difficult customers. Like I'll come into a restaurant and for some reason I have a bad interaction with a wait person and I don't know why. And it just spirals down and it gets worse and I don't understand it. So what the way I changed that with that is that every time I walk into a restaurant and my server comes, I find something to appreciate about that person. I love your earrings. Well, you know, or I'll even, and I'll even say it. And when I start the interaction out like that, it always goes really, really well. So this, this example of appreciation has been, has been a very um, powerful um, commitment in my life. And I'm so glad to know that it's a part of conscious leadership. Well, you get a lot more with sugar, honey. <laughs> you do. You do a lot more with sugar. And it, you talked about too, receiving appreciation is so important, right? Allow, actually receiving something like that is really a gift to the person who gives it not deflecting or, or saying, no, it's not me or, 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 you know, but, but, but really taking a moment and being present in the moment. It talks in the book a bit about really just the first part of appreciation is being present in the moment with what's happening. And then when we are able to appreciate and to be appreciated, it really changes things for us. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look. Don Sanders wants to say something. I just wanted to piggyback on there, Christine. Uh, whenever I go like say to a diner, I always try and, and hunt up the people that work hard behind the scenes and say, thank you. Like if I've had a good meal, I take that way out by the kitchen and I'll, I'll stick my head in and put my hands together and say, thank you. It's very powerful. So nice. And there was a, there's, there's a, there's four elements of masterful appreciation, right. Um, that they talk about in the book. One is sincerity. It's got to be real and true. And number two, it's an unarguable truth. Right. So an unarguable truth is something where your opinion and how you feel about it, that's an unarguable truth. You know, to just say that's a great report is one thing. But to say, I really appreciate um, this part of that report or how you said this in that report. That's a very specific, specific way of, 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 of expressing an unarguable truth and being specific. Of course, there we go. And then using succinct language. I find it interesting and, and, and made me think a bit. It said, you know, a masterful appreciation can be completed in a single out breath. Just one exhale. Once you go longer than that, it's not as, it's not as, you know, it, it, they say it becomes arguable once you go longer than one breath. And I thought that's interesting. I'm going to try that. <laughs> so it's suggesting that your sound might be authentic, uh, perhaps even witty, fun, and truthful. And that can all come out in one breath. Well, who, yeah, yeah. Who, who would want to be around that energy? Myself personally, as a person who has admitted that she has self-esteem issues, um, when you get when you give love to Erica, I just want to give you more and more and more, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you hit me with a taser, you know, Christine. You've tased me at a heart scene. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? 
I get all quiet and shy. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I want a Kit Kat. That's what I want during those times. You want some of that I sugar. I go to the bathroom and I eat my Kit Kat that I've got nay, in. Nay, nay, that's nay, what nay. I'm saying. <laughs> all right. That's what I'm doing. So, no, that's good chatter right there. Hey, let's do this. We've got Dr. Amy Salzman in the house right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Amy from a stillquietplace.com or my new website, also spotaspider.com. You can find me at both. And today I thought we might switch it up and talk about joy. So we'll come back to the spot of spider stuff. But today I want to talk about joy and specifically something called, um, well, no, just joy in general, but two categories. So there's joy for yourself. And what got me thinking about this was um, the Olympics. So, for example, we have Nathan Chen, who four years ago had a pretty dismal skate and was really unhappy. and he came into this Olympics committed to experiencing joy and his joy was evidence in his skating and in his results. Then we have Lindsay Jacob Ellis, who 16 years ago and Lindsay's in my book, a still quiet place for athletes. Um, she 16 years ago, she was about to win the snowboard cross when uh, she joyfully like did a showboating trick and fell. And that has kind of been haunting her for the last 16 years. Um, but even when she fell, she was practicing joy and she was having joy in that moment. But 20 years later, she has now just won her first gold medal. So there's a lot of joy in that. And then I've just been looking at the celebrations and there's something called sympathetic joy, which means joy for someone else's joy. And you can see that the competitors, especially during COVID, like they've gotten really tight with each other. And they're they as even if they're having a moment of disappointment, there's often a lot of hugging and congratulating and high fiving that's going on. For their friends who on this particular day uh, who won. And I just think this this practice of choosing joy for ourselves and choosing to celebrate the joy of others is super powerful. 
Nice. You know, what you said, um, as far as what's happening with COVID, I find in our experience, the relationships that we had that were real and that were authentic, they've only grown exponential. And and the people that were kind of loosey-goosey on the outskirts, and not saying that some of those people haven't come in and become super close friends, but those kind of, especially if you're, you know, right before COVID, we had the election. So if that didn't put a dent in the relationship, if you don't respect each other's opinion, then the COVID just would have, you know, blown it out. But what I what I find that had happened is it allowed new people in our life to come in, like Dr. Amy, Don Sanders, uh, Christine Marie, that are relatively new friends to Dominique and I that have become super, super close, like family, like I feel like I've known you guys forever because we, we kind of have the same plan. Not necessarily do we think the same. I mean, as a matter of fact, some of us are completely polar opposites, but there's a respect there and a vibration that has connected. And again, I keep on going back to what you said, Christine, you've got two opposite sides. And then what what has manifested itself because of it? So I look at COVID like that. I look at the election before that. I'm going to have another election here coming in. It's going to you know, be divisive again. But you just got a whole truth. And I, and I support anybody who takes a stand on anything. And I think they're quite brave. And it could be opposite of what I believe. So, again, I think the whole thing is tolerance. I think if you take it and you look at this, it's to really embed tolerance. If you haven't been a tolerant person, it's just been a really good opportunity. I don't know. What do you think? I'm curious, curious, Erica, if you think that there's something that's some things that are intolerable. Um, Like I don't don't, what, what I don't like is disrespect. I, don't, I hate disrespect. I mean, you could do whatever you want. You could stay. You could just do whatever. But intolerable to me. And again, this is an Erica thing, so I'm not trying to blanket anybody else's. But when you destroy property, okay, I mean, that to me is intolerable. Um, when you burn the flag. This is just a me thing. My dad was in the Army, okay? I mean, if you like the thing that I... I'm just going to come away and try to find Erica happy because, no, I can't take it. I don't like it. I turn it off. And I do look at the end when I have a week or so to process something that really bugs me a lot. I'm like, you know something? This soon will pass. So, and it did, right? It did. And I don't want to dig into it and dissect it. I don't want to give it energy because those people basically have to work through their stuff as well that are creating all that. Dominique. Uh, I, I missed your conversation, Christine. Okay. So this is Christine Marie with a view from with a view from the deck. Um, I found, I have found all the way through the COVID experience, and what's really helped me, and maybe I've been adulting in a way, but anyone can cultivate this is is keeping a sense of wonder, um, wondering what's happening versus thinking I know what's right. I might have a perspective of what I think is right, um, and uh, you know that I've learned, but th- th- this wonder has helped me from getting too terribly upset or frustrated or just wow, I wonder what's going on here, because things un- keep continuing to unfold in interesting ways. And and you brought up before, uh, Erica, that sense of the tension between the opposites. I've had an experience where I have held my perspective and respected somebody else's perspective that was completely off 
different from mine, but I loved them and had a third solution that was so fantastic just appear out of nowhere. So I've had an actual experience with that. So I really try to cultivate that sense of, I wonder what's going on here versus I know and you're wrong or I'm right. I think that's very helpful. um, Dr. Amy was talking about joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to go back to that for just a quick, quick second. The importance of putting yourself in situations where you can appreciate someone else's joy. Like, for example, attending a graduation or attending a birthday party for someone else or just anywhere where you're attending and you're witnessing someone else's joy. That releases endorphins in ourself. We have mirror neurons in our brain. And so literally there's a part of our body that says, oh, that joy is actually happening to me. And so we are experiencing that. So watching the Olympics and watching that joy, watching uh, The Voice and you're watching singers perform. Anytime you can put yourself in situations where you are able to appreciate someone else's joy. Dr. Amy, I I so appreciate you bringing this up because this is such a healthy habit to cultivate. Mm -hmm. I like it. I love that you um, um, integrated appreciation and joy there, Dominique, because it's so perfect. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And it makes me, brings me great joy. <laughs> well, on the flip side, and I look at this because I do have friends that just glued to the TV and all the drama, drama, drama. And I, yeah, I don't know, I should probably not have said this, but I said that you have to be getting a hit out of it to be able to enjoy that as well. well because you, maybe you don't enjoy it, but you've got to get some kind of dopamine rise or... Something has to be going on in your body for you to be able to hold space for all of that drama. And I'm not saying that's bad. That what maybe that's what gives you reason for you know saying and doing what you're doing. But so my understanding, and uh, Richard Ellsworth may be able to speak to this more. My understanding is when we are passively watching something on TV. Um, our body is experiencing that at the same time. And when there's, I mean, we all like you know chase shows or or mystery movies. I mean, there's lots of different things that our body will get enjoyment. And it may just simply be because it's a holiday from us thinking about our own issues. That can also be a relaxing vacation. But Richard, can you speak to some of the brain dynamics that you understand about when people are um, really glued to the TV and maybe especially watching the media uh, share its understanding of what's going on in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth with Mountain Stage Healing Arts and the Braille Institute. Um, This is a really great topic that um, I I really like to talk a lot about because there's this this fascinating thing that happens with television where as we're watching it, our subconscious ends up being a little bit more engaged because we're turning off that that, um, active conscious part of our brain. So what we're watching is almost being injected, you could say, or inputted directly into the subconscious, which means that we very often have physical reactions to the things that we're watching. So if you're watching something that's, I don't know, really action-packed or something with a lot of drama, you know, you you may start to get a little bit jumpy or you may get a little bit anxious. Um, Maybe if you're watching something that's really, I don't know, sappy and romantic, you might start to cry a little bit or get emotional. Um, Whatever whatever that may be, your subconscious is is very, very open and, and receptive to that that information because you're able to just sit back and kind of tune out. You're able to ignore everything else. So 
as nice as that feels as a break from stress, what you're almost doing is you're kind of avoiding processing things more long term, right? So you're you're just you're kind of um, throwing things back into your in, into your, your 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 subconscious, which will then replicate and repeat later. So it's creating patterns in in your physical pathways that you probably want to avoid, right? You want to avoid that negativity. Dr. Amy, can you add also? Sorry, I'm unmuting because of the plumber, maybe. Oh, you're perfect. We don't hear any background sound. Isn't that great? Great. Thank you, Apple. So, yeah, I think um, there's a time and a place for chilling out. And we want to choose wisely when when we're engaging in that type of behavior, as opposed to doing something that may also support us you know, going for a walk or hanging out with friends, you know, in person, distanced face to face, um, being in nature, taking a bath, playing some music, you know, so that we're we're enhancing those neural connections as well. Uh, that's what I would say in the moment. Beautiful. Don. Yeah. Don's uh, massage. Oh, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to piggyback on that because uh, the, as the people who design these phones and these TVs know, they're very habit forming. And so it doesn't seem like what we may want to do in the moment. But if we can make the choice, like Dr. Amy was just alluding to, that we could, you know, maybe go out and do some stretching or go out and enjoy some nature or whatever. And we just break that cycle a little bit. You know, we don't have to abandon that thing we liked forever, there still might be appropriate times, like she said, to chill, but we could, we can, if we start cultivating some new habits that, that start giving us good feedback because we feel better and we think better, et cetera, then we'll want to reinforce those. We'll, we'll want to do more of that kind of behavior, but we have to make the break somewhere to go experience it. Yeah. And, and I just want to put out to there to our teens. If you find that the adults that you're interacting with, seem to be glued to their TV, you may want to suggest to them, hey, let's go for a walk. And once you get out there and get going, your body relaxes and it kicks into the more natural environment. And you you literally see a person's body go, ah, and you'll see people take a deep sigh. And that is a physical representation that you are doing the right thing to help bring the body back into a calmer homostasis you're letting the um the cortisol lessen <laughs> and all of this improves your immune system it turns on the immune system it turns on digestion it turns off aging <laughs> going for walks and meditation oh highly recommended at least the meditation twice a day works for me that's it <laughs> definitely all right, let's do this. We have got a minute to go, but I wanted to take a cut early because it is time for some hooga right after these messages. So Brazil, back in the USSR, 
We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center and also the S.B. Braille Institute and Philosophical Books for the Blind. I like to do a Hackett's Huga, where uh, Huga is a Danish word that really means comfort and cozy. It's those wonderful things, habits that we bring into our life that increases our wellness, increases our enjoyment of good habits with good friends and good people. And uh, yeah, increases happiness. So uh, the Huga I have to share is... Um, you can't see it because if you're not on Zoom, but I have this crazy uh, scarf that I have been uh, crocheting. So there's crocheting and there's knitting. And I want to make a plug for having a handcraft that you do, whether it's sewing, whether it's woodworking, whether it's um, uh, ceramics, painting, drawing. Uh, the really cool thing about having some sort of a handcraft that you're involved with, there's two big things about this. Number one, you're actually using your hands and you're engaging a different part of your brain. Um, there, we have the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. And if you've been spending a lot of time studying and doing you know, math problems and memorizing you know, history dates and events and so forth, Getting a chance to take a break and do some sort of arts and crafts will actually relax your nervous system. And in particular, the reason why I bring up crocheting and knitting, you can crochet and knit while you're listening to a lecture. And this is something that uh, men and women do. This is not a gender-specific art form. So any kind of an arts and crafts that you can do while you're listening to a lecture will actually help you stay awake while you're listening to lecture. You don't fall asleep listening to someone's voice if maybe a teacher is a little monotone because you're engaged in doing something. But it's also keeping you present in the moment. And um, and it gives you the satisfaction of having a wonderful scarf as your result, perhaps, of uh, a month of listening to lectures. So I want to... Well, she actually started off as a booty. <laughs> <laughs> this is a run-on booty is what this is. I, and I want to make a plug to get your arts and crafts supplies. Yeah. Check out your local thrift stores because this is where I get my yarn and my needles from. I go to the local thrift stores and a lot of people may start a project and then not sure how to finish it and it'll end up in a thrift store. And I can pick up yards and or, uh, long amounts of thread for a very inexpensive price from my local thrift store. And that way you're participating in recycling. So the, the hookah for this week is pick up a craft. Do something with your hands that will relax your nervous system and increase your ability to study and listen to your lessons. Retta, do you do any crafts? Uh, at times, <laughs> you go through cycles, but all sorts of things. I used to sew and I love that. And I did some quilting. I've done a lot of other kind of hand things, poster making, art displays, you know, mostly those kind of things, handcrafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. It's relaxing. Christine. 
this is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. When I was a teenager, I learned to knit. I believe my grandmother taught me to knit and I knit a purse or a bag that I really liked. And then I picked it up again later in my teacher training as a Waldorf uh, kindergarten teacher. And I have entire blankets that I've knit during lectures that have, I feel like sometimes that whole lecture, like when I worked at different jobs and I, I had to be there and be present and it's, it is powerful. And especially for anybody who keeps tension in their gut, at least for me, when I would knit, the tension in my gut would be released as I was knitting tension into the whatever it was I was knitting. So it's powerful, powerful exercise in staying Dawn, present. Do you do anything? You do you play guitar, right? Yeah, I, I will sometimes get uh, out and doodle on the guitar. I also do some drawing and a little mm -hmm. bit of watercolor painting. Nice. Richard, you play cards not very well. Dr. Amy, <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Well, no, so you play the fiddle. You know, you don't even talk about the fiddle. You give fiddle lessons. How do we get a hold of you if somebody wants to learn how to play the fiddle? Right. If you want to learn how to play the fiddle, uh, give me a call at 860-560-6899 or send me an email at Richard period Ellsworth, E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H at U-C-O-N-N.edu. Dr. Amer, you just you just serve the community. You just give holistic. You have your holistic practice. I'm trying to learn to play the guitar, and I wish I had knit during college, especially organic chemistry. We actually had a note taker at Stanford, so you would get notes, and I would have absorbed so much more if I just sat and knit instead of trying to get all my little electrons where they belonged because I write slow. Nice. All day. That's what you learn. All right. Enjoy us. We'll be we'll be back this evening at 11 p.m. Uh, Sunday. And we also air on Monday at three o'clock in the morning when you're like tapping into the refrigerator trying to find that Kit Kat bar. See you next week.